Welcome to Journey of the Roadrunner, the podcast that takes you on an inspiring expedition through the diverse and captivating life journeys of remarkable individuals. I'm your host, Paul Stressner, who is on a journey to run a 5K in all 50 states. Coming to you with Adriana Ferns, my friend and personal trainer who's on a soul friend journey herself. We're thrilled to be your guides as we lace up and hit the road to explore the unique paths, challenges, triumphs, and wisdom that have shaped our guests into the extraordinary people they are today. Join us as we dive deep into personal stories of resilience, growth, and transformation, uncovering the secrets to success, happiness, and fulfillment. So whether you're a fellow runner in the race of life or simply curious about the incredible stories that unfold behind every individual, get ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure on Journey of the Roadrunner. Beat me. Now let's get the show on the road. Hey everybody, Paul here. And Adriana. Woo-hoo, we're back again. I hope everybody's um enjoyed the rerun of the Crystal Buoy episode because uh, as if you might not know, um, Journey of the Roadrunner is now officially on YouTube. So I'm gonna be um posting some past interviews that I you know I have recorded. I'm gonna start posting them on YouTube. So. I got some catching up to do, so it's not like this will be going up at the same time as YouTube yet, but... <laughs> I gotta start doing my hair then. Doing... <laughs> doing something. I'm actually gonna be a, a guest on someone else's podcast uh, in a couple weeks, and I was he's like, yeah, well, come here and we'll, we'll video it. I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, okay. <laughs> what, what podcast do you want to promote? Um, it's, it's Yeah, it's the uh, Roadie Strength Podcast. It's Dr. Matt Sweeney. So I'm excited about that. Um, oh. he's my, he's, a uh, my physical therapist actually. So he wanted to cover my book, which I thought was really cool. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, one thing I, <laughs> we were talking about the show we're going to be talking about, and I should also, um, throw out and congratulations to everybody that participated in the New York marathon last week. Oh, we supposed oh, to call yeah. it T- TCS New York Marathon. That's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so we have some friends that did that. Yeah, we'll have Carrie on soon. Um, Carrie Nelson, she did the Boston Marathon for the first time this year, and she was on about that, and she just finished the New York Marathon, and she has some interesting stories for that. So oh, that should be awesome. awesome. And I'm friends with Tina Muir. Some listeners probably know her. She's like a professional runner and she mostly is a guide now for like a lot of marathons. And um, she promoted just before the race that she was going to be a guide in the New York marathon. And so I followed the girl along Kaylee Williamson. And then I think the start time was, might've been like a little after 9 AM. And then like I was following her along, tearing her on. It, It turns out she has, um, down syndrome oh wow and she um you know like i as i was like following it would have like the projected times and it had her finishing at 7 p.m and like oh my god that's like a long time to be running i can't even like stand on my feet for like a few hours without my back hurting and she's gonna be like running for like 10 hours oh my god and she did it she finished (laughs) and um she's like one of the first people to do a marathon you know, down syndrome and That's if you watch awesome. i don't know if i, I don't know if the video so what, what made you pick her like you didn't know she had down syndrome you picked no her for... 
Well, or because what? um, well, I didn't know it until like um Tina announced it that she was going to be her guide. So okay. then, and then have the number, her number, and everything. So I and I have a tracker. I I downloaded the um the app for the New York Marathon. All these major marathons they have um apps, and you can yeah. I had followed somebody on the New York Marathon a while back. Um, one of my clients, and I she, I was on the app so I could track her. Mm-hmm. And then um and then like at the end of the race, it, it there was like a video posted of her crossing the finish line. Oh, it was so emotional, so oh, <laughs> so beautiful. Awesome. What a Oh, so impressive. How old is she? Ooh, does that have her age? I don't think it shows her age. But yeah, she started at 9 11 a.m. and she did it until like 7 21. <laughs> and there was like um some footage like from during the race and she's like um, dancing and everything. Oh like, oh, no wonder why it's taking her so long. <laughs> she's having a blast. That's, that's awesome. Good for her. <laughs> like, I when I like watched her cross on the finish line, I literally like welled up i'm just thinking of it so incredible so incredible so congratulations kaylee awesome job tina we'll try that to is awesome yeah shout out man that is yeah. really awesome so yeah that was great i wish like it wasn't like on streaming on anything that i could watch it on i was able to watch the chicago marathon because it was on peacock but the new york one wasn't here anywhere so that's I'm surprised because that's a big qualifier for Boston. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was probably like on a station that I think it was like on ESPN two or something. And I don't have that. So, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because like I always have a blast watching. I I don't watch like um as we're speaking um it's NFL Sunday and I haven't watched football in like at least four years from when I was in school. So, <laughs> and I don't think I watched any of the World Series. But anytime there's like a track and field event, I'm all over it. <laughs> so it's funny how things have changed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You said I, I overheard someone at the gym talking about like following basketball. And when I was a kid, I actually I didn't play. Um, I didn't like to play, but I I like to watch it as a kid. Now I could care less. Like yeah. I don't have any. I don't really like to watch things on TV like that anyway. Like sports on TV. So I feel like I want to be like, you know, I have a saying: I'm a participator, not a spectator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's different if it's live. You know, like when you're at a live event, it's totally different. Oh or yeah, like it, you know, the women's soccer, the World Cup, I would watch obviously, but that's like it. You know, if I'm at, my dad, we used to go to Super Bowl parties at my uncle's. So like at the Super Bowl, I'd watch uh, if I was at a party, but I'm just not gonna like sit around and watch it. You know, that's just not that's me though. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. Like I feel like I have too many other things to do. I can't really sit and watch anything on tv for too long right but but i get sucked in with the running events ball because it like inspires me and everything so then it makes me want to like get out even more so <laughs> well and that's that's what you're doing right now like you said it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot different when you're physically doing something too mm -hmm. and you're into it you know yep and so that's really awesome yeah and my um it was just a coincidence that I stopped watching football when the Patriots started sucking after Tom Brady left. So <laughs> that's not why I didn't stop. That's what, not why I stopped watching. It's because like all my big school projects were always due on Sunday, so I you know didn't have time to watch anything. I just never go yeah. back into it. I just have too many things to do. So I'd rather be podcasting than sitting there watching. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, speaking of like participating in things i think we kind of teased it the last episode um i did instead of runs i did like a couple of walks so i wanted to touch on those because um 
yeah, they were fun. His first up was the uh, Walk to End Alzheimer's, and that was in Boston. And that was on, on Sunday, October 15th. My my best friend told me about it because he was uh, raising money for it because his grandmother had, um, well, she had dementia. So, and then also my grandmother died of Alzheimer's. And then my grandmother a... died of it too. My grandfather had dementia. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, um, yeah, then a couple of uncles of mine also had it. So it really like touched my family. And I did yeah. the run to end Alzheimer's was my um, Delaware race. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So this is a walk and I am not used to this. <laughs> I was going to say, it was like uh, when I got there, it's like in Boston, it was in, uh, was it North Point Park in Cambridge? And yeah, I parked in a parking garage and I walked over and it was like a, a, a big field. So they had all booths set up and you have to check it. It was just like a race. It was like the same atmosphere, you know, same electric atmosphere and everything. Were there people running too? No. <laughs> Oh, so That's it's the, just a walk. It was just a walk. So you can't you can't run. I thought like you just decided to walk that day. No, no. It's, it's legit a walk. It's a you walk, yeah. Yeah, it's an all timers walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that we all I was gonna make a bad joke, but I'm like, it's a sensitive topic. Make, maybe they want you to walk so you don't forget where you're going. <laughs> yeah, get lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um you are going to make that joke, but you didn't, right? I, but then I did that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what just happened. <laughs> that, that, that's what just happened. <laughs> but but they did the national anthem like they always do before the races. And then, then it's like, go. And they start shoot the gun off or whatever. And then everybody's like walking. And, you know, that's, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, I'm used to <laughs> It's like I'm ready to go charging, but right. and, you know, like at, at a lot of the like, the big races, you do walk for a little bit past the start line because it's like so congested, you can't really yeah, move it's like yet. that bottleneck. Yeah, but then it eventually loosens up. Well, th this wasn't like loosening up, so I'm like like in a big crowd of people who are just walking, and all I wanted to do was run. I'm like waiting for the people in front of me to start, you know, spreading out, but it wasn't happening. <laughs> That's funny. It was like so frustrating. I just wanted to run. <laughs> My friend's like, "You want to run, don't you?" <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah, it's it's totally like you're. That's what you're there to do. Almost like you're used to that. You're not used to the walking. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just like a. It was like a weird sensation because like I'm from doing all these races over all these years. I'm just used to right running and spreading out everything. But yeah, but, but then I think there was an option to uh, walk. It was like a 5K, but you had an option to walk. I want to say, I don't know if it was a mile or two miles, because then there was like a, then it, it split. So if you wanted to do the short version, you like turn off and go back. And, but um, we did the whole 5K. So then it opened up. Once we got by there, then we were like in Boston. We um, went by the USS Constitution and everything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Yep, then you loop around and then you come back to the park. So it's a nice little park, but yeah. It was three miles? It was a 5K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty cool. I mean, it had the water stations and everything. Well, but... it's so funny <laughs> that they had water for walking. <laughs> yeah. I I'm mean, I... sorry. <laughs> like, come on. You're walking for three miles. Like, if you're that dehydrated, like, you really didn't plan. Like, no one should have to hydrate at three miles of a walk. 
Not unless you literally just didn't drink any water. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it was like in like New Mexico or something, like, but dude, you're in Boston in what, October this was? Yeah, or November? Yeah. Okay, yeah, October. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you really need water stations? I'm just saying. That's I just, funny. Plus, you're walking. I just brought my own water. I was carrying my water bottle when we were walking. Right. <laughs> I mean, like. Not to diss anybody for their fitness, but if you need to take a water break at walking three miles, man, you got some work to do. <laughs> you know, unless again, you're like, it's hot. If it's like hot, but we're talking about October. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that definitely. Yeah. If anything, it was, if anything, it was like cold out. I can't remember. I think it was cool. It wasn't like yeah. winter jacket or anything, but it was still like, you know, it wasn't warm. You needed covering yeah. and stuff so that's really funny yeah yeah but then like by the time we got to but the end like it was like the place was like already cleared out it was kind of like <laughs> there wasn't like an after party or anything so well i wouldn't think so yeah well remember that obstacle race we did and there was no after party yeah 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 it was that basically was the same thing yeah <laughs> yeah but at least like i mean that you ran it wasn't even three miles though right it was also a little weird but <laughs> yeah because the tickets were expensive like we got them free like we did it free that's why i wasn't like really butthurt about it but when they actually when people started charging it was like the tickets were expensive dude. yeah you know yeah i think i'm all set with that one now did oh it. yeah i'm not <laughs> doing that one again yeah that yeah. was good for people who've never done a race though if you've right. never done a race so i feel like that was a that was a good good beginner a good one. first race yeah for if you've never done one yeah as opposed to breaking your ankle, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no ankle, no ankle sprains, no no ankle, no, no broken shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, none of that, Paul. Yeah, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I mean, I didn't get hurt in that one, so just saying. <laughs> no, you did not. You know, you, and you came off a plane, didn't you? Like fly in from somewhere. The night oh, that's before? right too. That I, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and Mark both. He rolled his ankle though. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think he was hurt that long though. Yeah. No, it was just that, he, he know, just rolled I, it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I've known him a while, it. and that he has a funny ankle. So it, it's like one of those. Like it kind of happens quite often on that side. Oh, so before I forget, I want to uh, touch base on Jim Fright again, which okay. was our uh, topic last year, last year, last podcast. So I actually had someone come in, a new client, and um, one of the reasons she didn't want to come in was because she had let, you know, when people let themselves go, it's the embarrassment and just doesn't want to see anybody. So they're kind of afraid to come to the door because it's like, you know, I, I, I'm not doing what I should be doing. Um. And I let myself go. I'm not sure if we covered that or not. Like running into people. I feel no, that that's a good run, point. Running I... into, yeah, running into people you might know because you you stopped, like you, you're not working out anymore, so you gained weight and you're embarrassed. Which again, I, I did cover this part, like not being ashamed of yourself for going in. Like you should be proud of yourself because you showed up, and no one's going to make fun of you for that. But I think it's like. Oh wow! If I walk through the door and people see me, they're gonna be like, "Oh, so and so let themselves go." And what mm -hmm. happened? They gained this weight, or you know, wow! Like, and that's that's a big. Uh, we didn't cover that topic, which I was not that wow. I'm happy that someone feels this way, but I'm happy that I had that brought to my attention because I didn't think that either. You know, that's it is kind of the the embarrassment of coming in the door, but it's actually the embarrassment of seeing people 
who knew you when you were in better shape. Right. You know, oh, which oh my god, yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah. And that's know, a, that's and, that's a case that somebody that does want to go to the gym too, that yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's it just goes along with all of that kind of insecurity and feeling bad about, you know, the way things went. So and, and it happens, like you fall out of it, and then once you fall out, it's you know tough to get that momentum back. Like yeah. um my friend um Craig Siegel who we need to get on here too. He, he has a saying that um, momentum's the um, hardest thing to keep, but it's also the easiest thing to lose. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, it's one of these things I've spoken about a million times. It's really just creating the habit and detaching the emotion. You know, it's it's this is not about emotions. It doesn't matter how you feel about the gym. It matters how you feel about your future and how your your longevity. I just listened to a really good podcast, Dr. Stephanie Asima. I really like her podcast, The Better Podcast. Um, she had someone on, I think Mark Sisson. It was about feet, a lot of feet stuff, but he said something that was really, uh, it really hit home because it's like, this is what happens when you get older. Like when an older person falls, if they're not strong and their bones aren't strong and they break something, you know, this, the cycle is basically you end up in the hospital with pneumonia and die. And it's not because you hurt. It's, it's that your body, your organs, you don't have enough muscle to support your organs anymore. It's kind of what it boils down to. So, you know, he, his, his point was people aren't dying. Oh, cause you're old. It's that you don't have, your body can't support an organ. You're not strong. Your body's not strong enough to support its, its organs anymore. Mm-hmm. so like your lungs your heart like anything that goes like if you have a strong body it's like think about a house in a hurricane if you have a strong foundation and the house is built strong all the houses around it might come down but yours might stand like it's the same thing with the body it's like if you if something traumatic happens and you're strong your your chances of surviving are much better you know so it's mm-hmm. it's it goes back to not having attachments and emotions to like, Oh, I, you know, I'm tired. I'm, I, I'm stressed out. I'm depressed. I don't have the time. All these things. These are the reasons I can't exercise. It's like, dude, you're literally life depends on it. And if you don't see that it's not emotion, it's not an emotion. Like, Oh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm depressed. I don't want to get in shape or I let myself go. And I don't want to go back to doing anything because I'm depressed about that. It's like, the, the emotion has to leave the situation and you just have to go, Oh, I need to do this or my elderly years are going to suck dick. And, you know, no one wants to be old and decrepit. You want to be old and like spicy. Like I want to be old and like, I'm going to be that old tatted up lady with the wrinkled <laughs> tattoos. who's like jumping off shit when I'm like 65. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really want to be that wrinkly at 65, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe in my 70s, like, I, but like, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I feel like people, it wasn't a societal norm back in the day that like, oh, you just stopped working. So like people who were like working in physical jobs, basically, because they had to, that was their livelihood up until they like really got old. They're surviving more, not because they're working, but because they're physically active. By, by no choice of I have to survive where people who got to retire younger and didn't do anything physical might not live as long because mm-hmm. they're not doing anything. And it's like, it, the fact is it's, it can't be an emotion. 
exercise is not an emotion. It's hygiene. It's the same thing as brushing. You know, one thing that drives me fucking nuts about people is they will spend money to get their nails done, their car washed, these new rims on this fucking stupid overpriced car, a purse, coffees every day at, at fast food places. But you're not willing to like invest in your body, which you get one of. You can't buy a new body. You know, and it's it's that realization. Like, the, I don't watch a lot of TV. I was at the gym today just to use the sauna because I have my uh, Movnat certification for level two tomorrow. And I'm in there using the sauna. I look up and there's like, there's like Ozempic commercial. But then there's on the news, there's an Ozempic thing, like an issue of sorts. So it's like this shot that people are getting because they're, too, and, you know, some people need it. They're diabetic, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, dude, let's fucking say, let's call it a friggin' a pig, a pig, or maybe that's the wrong analogy. <laughs> you know, let's, let, what is it? Let's call it spade a spade. What's the saying? <laughs> like the cards? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, so here it goes. Like, you're too fucking lazy to learn how to eat right and exercise. So you want a shot because that's what mm. it boils down to. And yeah, because I think there's those, no. Like a a shortage of that of that for people who needed it needed it because people are using it as like not for diabetes but for like a weight loss weight loss and yeah. dude, i know i personally know someone who and i literally said she did not need it i guarantee you she did not need it and she said um she's on it but her doctor also gave her adderall because she has no energy <sighs> what the fuck and there's a shortage of adderall mind you because yeah. I know people who actually have ADHD and need it and can't get it. So it's like <laughs> these people are getting Ozempic to lose weight and then Adderall. And like, let isn't that like the Hippocratic Oath is do no harm? Like, if you're a doctor and you're prescribing Ozempic and Adderall together, like there might be a little problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's our uh, that's our system, and it's mm. it's so broken. Like teaching people, I think you know, getting nutrition in schools when the kids are young. And focusing on that as a building block, like that's as important as math, science, history, English yep. is nutrition. Fucking yep. kids need to understand that when they're young. So they don't think a bag of Cheetos and a Sprite is a, is a good lunch because they don't know any better if that's the way they're raised, you know? And it's like, mm -hmm. these are the things where it's, it's insane to me. Like we have to do better as a, as a country, as a society with our health and like being physically active and eating clean. It's, it's not, uh, oh, like people say shit to me sometimes and it goes up my ass like, well, if I blah, 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 it's like, dude, you should be doing this. Not just because I'm a trainer. Like, I feel good doing this. Like, you mm -hmm. should be doing this. Not because you're, you know, this is just part of, part of your responsibility as a human with a body is to take care of it. Because when you're not taking care of it, you cost the rest of us money. Our health care mm -hmm. goes up. Yeah. So, you know, you're also straining society. You know, it's like, if you think about it, People who aren't taking care of themselves are straining society, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah. it really does boil it, down to having like taking like looking in the mirror and going, I have to do this. This is part of my job, like in life. I'm a human being and I need to take care of myself. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really hit home, but really connected with um, when you were saying, like, take the emotion like out of, you know going to gym, working out, worrying about what other people think. The same thing goes with food. Like you always hear about people who emotionally eat and because yeah. they have a connection from when they grew up, their heritage right. or whatever. But if you look at food as like a 
fuel for your body instead of like something emotionally to satisfy you, which, you know, it's only temporary. You know. You're right. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you can like kind of touch on what you said, the way you grew up in society. Like I grew up uh, half Italian and I love pasta. I like uh, Italian food, you know, to be biased is my favorite. There's no other food that I consider my favorite, like Italian food. But that being said, you know, I look at it as an indulgence when I have some. Yeah. I don't use it. And, and yes, do we all have like, oh, I had a horrible day and I want a pizza. Like this one, it's one thing to like have something sometimes. It's another thing to always turn to it, you know, or, or mm-hmm. you, if I look at I try to do more of a celebration. Like when I succeeded or did something, I want to go out to dinner and have something you know and try not to have something when i'm feeling like shit because it's kind of like drinking sugar is a depressant i don't care what anyone says like you have too much sugar you're gonna be messed up i'm, I'm messed up the next day like i feel depressed mm-hmm. yeah we, feel- we touched on that too with colette brown too is that yeah uh, i learned so much in that episode of about oh yeah food, she's great yeah, so i just definitely listened to one of her out. podcasts um i can't yeah. remember the topic now for some reasons i listened to like 10 like recently <laughs> yeah, all different ones <laughs> but I just listened to a good one of hers. I can't even remember what it's about now, but she's great. And and you know what? Like that's the thing. It's it is like food can be a depressant, and we wanna we really wanna just like take a look at things before we do them and and question like how how you know is this really worth it to do this to myself? Mm-hmm. You know, and and if if that answer is yes, like you know, what did you do to earn your like? Did you go out to a special dinner because you're you know, you did something or it's your anniversary or something, or did you just feel like having a special dinner because your boss sucks? Like, it's not a celebration because your boss sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, this, that's not a good enough reason, in my my opinion, so. Yeah, it's like a, uh, like, years ago, I watched the, I see saw that, um, oh, crap, no, I can't remember the name of it. It's something about 600 pounds, like, um, these people that. Oh, yeah. Like um, I forgot the name of it. Six hundred pound wife or something. Yeah, and like they, almost all of them basically wanted to have that surgery for your stomach, but um, the doctor on there, he would always make them lose like one or two hundred pounds to see if you know they'd be able to handle like eating correctly, and like a lot of them would like hit a wall and they couldn't lose the weight, and then they'd go see a psychologist therapist and then after that then all of a sudden you know they're hitting their goal weight and everything that's like how emotional you know yeah. affects your eating and everything too so oh yeah <laughs> so that's I've, I've had people like clients who i you know i told them that they need to go see somebody because i can't uh, it's out of my scope you know and mm-hmm. i'm not saying it to be mean it was not a not to be a mean thing it's just there are things like that you're you know there's things that some people are doing that I can't just get, me giving you a food, uh, a food, like a meal plan and then having you try to follow it. It's not working. You're not following it because you got issues that, you know, me, me being on you about are not going to get fixed. It's I'm not going to help you solve the problem as much as I want to because mm-hmm. there's deeper rooted shit and, you know, you have to cope with it. And, you know, it's scary working on yourself. Like everyone any Paul, you know, you go to therapy. I go to therapy. Like, it's not, it's not easy working on yourself. It, it can be mm-hmm. scary. You got to face some demons, and you know, you got to look deep and see where you're at, and you know how you can change to be a better person. And none of it's easy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but the thing is, it's rewarding. Like you feel good after. Yeah. And that's, that's where it's like the reward comes. Yeah. Like, you oh, feel you know inspired. What? and Yeah. Like I worked hard for where I'm at. You know, I was thinking it today. Like I, I, um, I, I had a good day, you know, for the most part. And I was th- being grateful for things and thankful for things. And I was in the woods with the dog and just kind of, you know, reflecting on life. And I'm like, but you know, it's not like, Oh, I just, life is great. It's beautiful. It's like, I thought to myself, like, man, I've, I've worked really hard to be here today to be where I am today, you know, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. It's, it's not like, Oh, life is just fucking dandy. Like I earned it. And that's what I was telling myself. Like you, you deserve to be happy and, and you've earned this. You've worked hard to be where you are. And I think more people, you know, that's why I like therapy because it's like you're earning, you're working on things that you, you know, you might not like about yourself or just things that happen to you that, you know, that you, you want to work on. So you're not, they're not, controlling your life mm-hmm. and it's important it's important to put that in into the universe and it's important to take the time for yourself you know so yeah i really uh i think you know that goes with the emotion of like what you said the eating and the exercise like you really just have to put yourself first and care about yourself because no one's going to do it for you you know yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah because you're the one that's you're in control of yourself right and you can't blame it on anyone else you know how many people like well my husband and my my kids don't eat this okay doesn't mean you have to eat this Mm -hmm. like oh they won't eat that and like one of that's another thing too it's like if you're feeding your child shit that's that's gonna see the struggles that you have now do you want your kid to have the same struggles as you are You know, it's like if you're feeding your child bad food, like food that's not healthy or they're seeing you eat food that's not healthy. What do you think they're going to do? Look at the struggles that you're having. So it's like, you know, getting the emotion out of it and and being kind of leading by example is is important, you know, regardless of your your situation. Yeah, that kind of makes me think like, uh, you know, people say, oh, I'm big bone. I take after, you know my parents and that like you take it after them because you're eating like the same food that right, <laughs> right. <you're> so... <laughs> oh i always say that i'm like the genes are what your grandpa your great-grandparents your grandparents and your parents put on the table mm-hmm. those are your genes like and when people <laughs> like it's my genes i'm like there's the, that too you can only blame genetics so much mm-hmm. you know like people go right for that one all the time well my genetics I'm like, no, that's not just your genetics, dude. Like, let's face it. Yeah, if your genetics are going to be bad if you keep eating cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, your body will process it. Your body might process that food the same way. Right. And and that's it. I mean. Yeah. We, <laughs> so we you know, are what we not eat. to eat the same thing. Yep, exactly. Yep. That's, I mean, that, that saying couldn't be more true. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, yep, it's so important. Yeah, that's a big part. Like, um, when I first messed up my ankle, and I I couldn't exercise at all, and and I still was managing to lose weight. So, you know, it was just from what I was eating. So that shows what a big part the the food has. Yeah, remember when um you hurt your shoulder and you did the sugar shakedown? Right, you were you were losing weight, and you. I mean, there wasn't a lot you could do. Yeah, we do the exercises. That I had to go to my own thing, do the that bike there yep. <laughs> with one yeah. arm. Yeah, yeah, right. 
and it, it worked. So, I mean, it, you know, that, that was mostly food that you were, you, yeah. you were doing something, you were moving, but yeah. it was definitely food that helped. So, like, I mean, yeah, of course, like, the exercise plays a huge part, but it's not just the exercise, so. You know, it, well, and, I, you know, I hope, I hope people are listening to this and being inspired and going, you know what, man, like, maybe I need to, like, try to, like, take a page out of their book and cut the emotion out of it. I mean, you, you can even speak to that just from your book, like, because yeah. <laughs> you you were active when you were a kid playing soccer and everything, and then you found that you were like overweight when you were in prison. Oh, I, and and honestly, and I emotionally ate. That's how I got yep. there. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, you know, feeling sorry for myself, eating pizza because they had pizza that would come mm-hmm. every Friday, and I'd eat the whole thing, mm-hmm. like. And, like, I, I don't even like candy. Like, I have baby roots all the time. And, like, it was it was gross. And, you know, I really, I just was like, I can't do this to myself anymore. Like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, dude, I'm fat. I've never, I was never fat in my life. And I'm like, I'm not going to be fat. Like, regardless of what I have to do, where I am, it doesn't matter that I'm here at this place. I'm going to, I'm not going to be fat. Like, that was, you know, I told myself that. And that was. You know, that's why I think that's why I'm tough, too, because I don't have sympathy for people because it was not easy losing weight in that place, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's yeah, not you have easy. what they give you. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's not easy losing weight and like doing things in a situation when you think you're unmotivated now when you have all the finer things that you can or like, the you know, I wouldn't say the finer things, but like you have all these like conveniences and luxuries, like try being there and and complaining about it being hard and you're depressed like it's a depressing scene mm-hmm. it's a hell of a lot harder to work out in a situation like that i guarantee you know and that's why i'm like i don't have a lot of sympathy for people when they're like oh i'm like yeah whatever dude go to prison for a little while see how hard <laughs> it is you know uh, i told uh I, forgot what I, I don't know if it was i don't know it might have been kate i feel like i've been talking to a lot of people i was like i think everyone you know people who have a hard time doing anything just go to prison for a couple of years everything will get a lot easier in your life <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah uh, then it's for all about perspective this is kind of my point all joking aside like you get a different perspective on things and you're like okay i thought this was hard or that was this and not so bad now now that i'm where i'm at you know mm-hmm. so yeah, and I just wanted to bring up that point because, like, it's not like you're talking out your ass. Like, you've always been, like, a superstar. Like, yeah. you've been where everybody is. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think it's, like, an inspiration what you did. Not only did you, like, lose the weight, but you're, like... <laughs> oh, I was a Incredible mess. trainer. Was... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Getting obstacle course races and everything. So yeah, you went from that I... to this. and Yeah. Oh, I was a mess. Like, anyone, mm-hmm. anyone who knows me, I was a mess. So it wasn't me just eating right. Or not eating right and exercising. Like I was doing all the things that could kill me. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I had a lot of issues. And I've been in therapy for years over them. And I'm doing great. You know, like tomorrow I'm doing my test for move now. I can't wait. My level two. I'm trained I trained hard. Couple hiccups along the way, got through it. You know, it's like the universe did a couple things to slow me down to get me to finish <laughs> my book and you know, now I'm good and I'm ready to go. And, you know, I've, I've worked hard. Was, that was one of the things I was reflecting on. I mean, I've re- worked really hard to get here. I feel good. And, you know, and that's the thing. You want to have, this is a goal of mine. And 
you got to make goals for yourself too. That's really important. Mm-hmm. And just like little goals first, and then you get bigger and bigger. I was just going to ask you that, how you do it, like what kind of like small goals people can that elicit in that. Um, well, you, you want to look at your situation, obviously first, you know, a small goal would be, what are you doing now? If you're on the couch, just getting out for a walk every day, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 minute walk every day. That's a great, a great way to start. Sign up for a gym and get a trainer. Honestly, and I'm not saying it's some trainer, like it's the best thing you can do for yourself. Find a good trainer and have somebody on your ass. That's a huge, then you can set goals with your trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do a 5k if you're interested in running and it's something that kind of piques your interest. That's a great goal. Um, there's all kinds of different fitness modalities out there. Rock mm-hmm. climbing, you know, hiking, CrossFit. I'm, all noticed, kinds of I'm, I'm noticing more and more women like posting doing like the weightlifting the um what is that 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 powerlifting Olympic lifting yeah like I've seen you know that's starting to be a thing now too well it's and that's cross CrossFit Olympic lifts that's one of the components of it and mm-hmm. you know and that's a as on contrary to popular belief it's a pretty welcoming group mm-hmm. like Community. and the yeah. the trainers are a lot better than they used to be. You know, I, I did it. I started a long time ago and there was definitely some people who weren't as good as up. Like they weren't trainers. They just kind of did their level one or level, you know, and that, that's what they did. But they didn't have like a background in training. So mm-hmm. it's not like that anymore. These, you know, the there there's a lot of good quality CrossFit gyms out there. And, you know, that's a good I and mean, there's so many different functional gyms like MoveNet gym. Like, you know, obviously I teach MoveNet in uh, my gym. Um, and uh, that's one of the reasons I'm going for my level two, so I can do more advanced stuff. But, um, you know, there's a lot of different gyms that do different things. So find a, a group. And that's a great goal is just finding a, a crew to be with, you know, mm-hmm. a new, like a, a new fitness posse. And people are welcoming in fitness, you know, Paul. Yep, yep. And, it, yeah, and, uh, and it inspires you. It really lifts you up, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you, you meet new friends. It's great. Mm-hmm. And they're not just sitting at the bar drinking. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, another point I was going to bring up, like you, eventually, I can vouch for like getting a trainer, not only like to kick your ass or whatever, but to have direction because if you're you're just going in doing your own thing, you don't know what's like helping or not. But like a trainer is like trained <laughs> to to know these things and point you in the right direction. What right stuff you should be doing? Yeah, to help absolutely. You. To, to get whatever specific goals you want because everybody's different. Yeah, it's and that's it. I think that's really that's a great start. Oh, and um, you mentioned you want to cover uh, tips for Thanksgiving. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. So one of my biggest things for Thanksgiving or any holidays, don't starve yourself all morning to binge later mm-hmm. because then you end up really a lot more hungry and eating way more. So I would definitely suggest just eating normal, it, like eat a breakfast, eat, eat something eat, like eat normal in the day, you know, eat something healthy. If you, I always say pick, pick a poison. So I'm a stuffing junkie, but I won't go near the mashed potatoes or anything. So I'm like, I don't need all the, all the carbs. I pick one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little tip from, and everyone makes fun of me. So like, can you believe how much I love stuffing? I'm like, I love <laughs> stuff. Yeah, because it's not something you have all the time. Right. Honestly, uh-huh. I'm not really. I, I eat like I'll do like mashed cauliflower with mashed butternut squash, but I don't know mashed potatoes. They just don't do it for me. You know that's personal. Some people, Cindy loves mashed potatoes. My wife, 
she could skip stuffing and do mashed potatoes if there was a choice. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I definitely say pick something. Don't go crazy on all the carbs. You know, I'm not a dessert person. I can totally not have dessert on the holidays. If you are going to have it, every look at portion control. I usually will eat a lot of turkey because um, the protein, you know, I'll get full. So I'll, I'll eat a decent clip. My plate is mostly vegetables and turkey. That's a huge tip, too, because if you're having more veggies and turkey, you'll get full before you get. So eat the veggies and the turkey first so you're more full and mm -hmm. then go to your whatever your carb is if you're going to have one. You don't have to have one. It's not going to. Trust me, you won't. You don't miss out. I, I like the stuffing because it's not it's like a once a year thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like that's yeah, why same. I have it. I'm like, you mm -hmm. know, I you can have baby food, mashed potatoes anytime you want. Like there's that's what I call them, baby food. <laughs> um, but like I feel like honestly that you know the portion control, doing a large plate of like veggies, whatever they have, green beans, and and then turkey, and then kind of keeping the carbs low, you know. And then dessert, if you are a dessert person, just don't eat the whole thing. Like, just have a piece. You'll get the taste. Mm -hmm. Eat a piece. But make sure you eat something. And we've talked about this before, too. If you are going to someone's house that they, they cook like shit, not meaning it tastes bad, but, like, they don't have anything healthy, you can offer to bring a side. Like, oh, I'm going right. to bring the side of, you know, like, my mother-in-law, we're not doing her this going there this year, but she started doing, like, roasted Brussels sprouts for me. Mm -hmm. Um. And butternut squash mitts because I would I would bring it or I brought it one year and she just started doing it for me and like that they didn't have that before when I you know they, it was because of me which I thought was really sweet so oh, yeah nice. those are yeah. some tips you know um obviously easy on the booze because you're gonna regret it in the morning yeah <laughs> plus that's you like know? sugar too right well it's not even just the sugar yeah the sugar alcohol like the booze itself like alcohol itself like. Your liver is busy processing that. So it's not going to help process fat at that point. It's busy. Uh -huh. it's, it's already on its job. So, yeah, there's sugar in it, but the sugar alcohol, like alcohol just slows your body down. That's poison. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. you know, and there, there's more and more research on it now, like how bad and like, you know, I love red wine. I'm never going to not have red wine in my life. Like I absolutely <laughs> love it, but I don't have a lot. And I have really, I, I, foot the bill like I will buy a really expensive good quality like biodynamic or you know a really decent bottle of wine on a holiday because if I'm having it it's going to be good it's not good for me but it's going to be the highest quality mm -hmm. you know no like no added sulfates no pesticides like because you I feel if I have a shitty glass of wine I get a headache right away mm -hmm. like I feel like shit if I have decent wine I feel happy and giddy and <laughs> warm and it's over you know yeah but yeah, I mean, those are my tips. Mm -hmm. And like um, <laughs> Colette mentioned, was it you get 25 grams of sugar a day for women, I think 35 for men or something like that. So <laughs> if you, you have like the carbs that turns into sugar and then like the big dessert afterwards. and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like I'm like, I'm not saying stay below 25 or whatever, but <laughs> no, you could go over like that day. But <laughs> that's just something yeah. to keep in mind that. You could be go way overboard right just just kind of you know don't don't act like it's it's you're on the electric chair in an hour <laughs> you know you're gonna, you're gonna be all right you'll, you'll make it another day and you'll get another holiday christmas comes up pretty quick yeah and all the christmas parties and all the other bullshit which we'll definitely do some episodes about getting through those yeah yeah so for sure
I will. Um, I I got my my move net level two tomorrow, so we'll be. I'll be uh, prepping for that. I'm actually getting ready to eat lunch after we get off. Well, second lunch after we get off. Well, good luck with that tomorrow. Thank That's you. Pretty cool. Yep, I know you've been working hard on that, even with like yeah. the injuries and everything. So oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's always challenges. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, you have the twenty-two too many too, right? You got somebody new today. Yep. Yep. So we'll do that now. For any new listeners, Twenty Two Too Many is an awesome organization that brings awareness and remembrance to veterans who die of suicide, and they support prevention as well. Uh, the Twenty Two stands for the number of veterans who die from suicide each day, and the reports don't even take into consideration the drug overdoses or accidents that weren't really accidents. So you can follow Twenty Two Too Many dot org. That's the numbers two two and then T O O Many dot O R G. Um, I'll also add the link in the show notes. Today's Twenty Two Too Many veteran is AJ Buck. So on the Twenty Two Too Many site, it says uh, AJ was born on May Fourth, nineteen eighty two. He was born in Belfouche, South Dakota. After graduating high school in 2000, A.J. enlisted in the U.S. Army, where he honorably served until June 21, 2007. He was a team leader in the 2nd Platoon in Charles Company 4, 14th Cavalry, and uh, of the 172 Striker Brigade Combat Team. A.J. completed a deployment to Afghanistan and two deployments to Iraq before being honorably discharged and settling in Great Falls. His hobbies were playing pool, poker, and video games with his son. He also liked cooking for friends and family. Family was the most important thing to A.J., including his military brothers. A.J. lost his battle with PTS on April 28, 2015, at the age of 32. And I have like his obituary, and there's actually like more information on that, so I'll go over that. So after says after graduation, AJ enlisted in the U.S. Army, completed his basic training at Fort Riley, Kansas. He went on to advance in infantry training at Fort Knox, Kentucky. In 2001, AJ was deployed to Afghanistan as a sergeant with the HHC 116 Infantry Battalion in the Big Red One, Iron Rangers. In 2003, he was transferred to Fort Wainwright, Alaska, as a team leader in the 2nd Platoon in Charlie Company, 414 Cavalry, 172 Striker Brigade Combat Team. After this time, AJ was deployed two more times to Iraq. AJ was honorably discharged on June 21st, 2007, and made his home in Miles City, and most recently in Great Falls. So it was South Dakota. AJ enjoyed playing pool, poker, and video games with the son, Alan J. Buck III. He also enjoyed cooking for his family and friends. AJ was very competitive in anything he did. He was very close to his Calvary Scout brothers, of which he made many friends. AJ was a member of the VFW in Miles City. He moved to Great Falls in the fall of 2014 and worked with his sister and brother-in-law as a sign installer. The last several months, the old AJ came back and started to enjoy the outdoors and planning some fall hunts. AJ's family was the most important thing in his life. Oh, that's yeah. awful, man. He's so young. Yeah. Yeah. He had that son. Alan yeah. Had, and yeah, he, he also had a daughter, Athena. 
that was in Kansas. Uh, yeah, and his parents were still around, and two brothers and a sister. Ne- oh, that's awful. Nieces and nephews. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, it's veterans. It's vet. Well, it's, it's veterans weekend, so right. Good, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, he was in that Charlie Company, the four fourteen Calvary. My dad was in the first Calvary. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, in Vietnam, so a little bit of a That's... connection there. There was a, my dad didn't train in any of the places he did, but yeah, it's all family. The Calvary in the army. Yeah, That's crazy. Oh, well, I'm glad that uh, we honored him today because it was definitely a, a good weekend to do a podcast and do our 22 Too Many. Yeah, I'm glad we did that. And he has a a pretty um, badass picture, so I'll add that to the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, the helmet, shades on, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah, and um, before said. I forget, we uh, Soul Friend is doing kitten yoga at Bristol. Um, Animal Shelter on Saturday, December 9th at 10 a.m. It's $25 donation, and those kittens are up for adoption. So if anyone's interested, it is December 9th. It's a Saturday at 10 a.m. And tickets are on soulfriendyoga.com. And if you do see anything that you want to buy on soulfriendyoga.com, you can use capital S-O-U-L 20 to get 20% off. Awesome. Well, that's on the 9th, and I should also point out that the downtown Jingle 5K is on the 10th, Sunday the 10th. Nice. If anybody do wants both. to do that. Hmm? I said do both. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Could you, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not on the same day, so yeah. That's awesome. Yep. All right, and then you can find me at the Roadrunner, sorry, Chody, on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook especially, and it's journeyoftheroadrunner.com as a website. And, well, you're listening to us now, but if you're listening on the page, you can subscribe to any of the podcasting apps. It can also start checking us out on YouTube. I'm going to start putting videos on there. I'm like, just please be a little patient with me. I'm learning to edit. So, <laughs> so teaching myself. And, yeah, so I think it's coming out pretty good. So I hope you enjoy that. Awesome. And thank you so much for listening and watching. And if you have any questions, you can also email us or contact on any of the social medias. But um, the email for the Roadrunner is the Roadrunner and the number one at gmail.com. So if you have any comments, questions, uh, topic suggestions, guest suggestions, let us know. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you out on the road. Later. And remember, be excellent to each other. And...